Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness, it's been a few days. So I've had some other stuff going on uh, in my private life. And I thought, well, you know, there's been just a lot of ridiculousness going on, but no real, I, I mean, there's news, but you know, it's crazy. It's crazy is what it is. The world's gone crazy. So, um, you know, I kind of watched a little bit here and there of the um, Senate hearings for Amy Coney Barrett, and she did very well. I'm just going to say, you know, I used to be able to carry myself that way, and and yet I think I'm just at an age. I don't know what it is. I've seen so much bullshit in the world. Um, You know, I'm getting older, you know, kind of carry myself in a way where it commands respect, and when I don't get it, I just kind of get that F you kind of feeling. And, you know, I guess, you know, me, I would have probably just got up and walked out, but, you know, like, they they really did said horrible stuff, um, and I just couldn't handle it, so I just turned it off. I, I really just couldn't, couldn't deal with it. It was just so ratchet. It was terrible. So, anyway, so I didn't really watch those. I didn't watch the, you know, the town hall debate things that, you know, I watched a a tad bit. I was just sick to my stomach um, over the way they, you know, were treating Trump. I saw the part about QAnon and, you know, that was, that was interesting though. Um, But then, you know, I just, it just felt like um, there was just so much vitriol and, you know, just, just hatred. And, you know, I felt like the, the person that was um, conducting the, um, whatever this, this thing was, this debate moderator, if that's what you want to call it, um, I felt like she was, um, she was a demon, you know, just straight up. She was just a demon of some sort. And so I, you know, I watched a few minutes of that, clicked it off. I really, I've just lost my patience with this whole election, with all this stuff that's going on in the world with, you know, that seems to be Democrat sponsored and I'm, I'm over it, you know, I'm just over it. So, um, it's a little hard to report stuff when you, when you can't even tolerate watching it, it, but it's that bad. And I guess if I didn't watch it, um, you know, there's probably people out there that needed to see that, you know, needed to get that red pill or whatever. Um, I don't need the red pill, so I just I, I just couldn't stomach it. But, you know, it's it's still good for some. Um, some people, you know, this, this whole Q thing is supposed to be nothing more than an enlightenment exercise. Like, they drop uh, Q, they do the Q drops, and we're supposed to dig... We're supposed to come together and say, well, I I see this. I think this. And then we put it all together, and then, you know, we're all, you know, kind of percolating. And, um, you know, then, then a theory comes out, and then, you know, Q kind of leads us. Very good, Anons, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, if you're wondering what QAnon's all about, that's what it is. It's just... Um, a group of people that have um, military intelligence that are not um, not straight up telling us everything that's going on. I mean, they're not, you know, doing anything with national security per se, but they are, um, you know, helping people to just wake up to what's going on. And 
you know, when you go to vote, you know, we always, over the years, you know, we voted for, you know, the, the better looking candidate, the one that has the flashiest smile, or, you know, people go out and they vote for, you know, female because that's new and different and, you know, female rights, or they vote for the black person because, you know, um, that just looks like it'd be a good idea. And they don't really look at a candidate and what they're doing or what they have done um, in their political career. And so, um, you know, this has been a huge enlightening exercise and just showing um, where, you know, this is um, probably, you know, we need to start thinking differently. And we need to wake up to what's going on. We don't know what's going on, so we can't really, you know, vote any other way. You know, we're just looking at, you know, um, wow, this one looks best or, you know, whatever. So um, I did want to play a clip. Now this, um, let me find it. Now I did share it on Facebook. So I am going to, I think it's the last thing I shared, so I'm just going to play it from here. Uh-oh. Where is you? There it is. Okay, so if you'll just hang on, this is actually 11 reasons why Christians should vote for Trump. Now, um, I'm I'm not Christian, but I really liked this, uh, listening to this guy. This is Charlie Kirk, and he's being interviewed by somebody else. I'm not sure who. Um, they, are, they actually should change that title because it's not just for Christians. This is for, um, you know, conservatives in general. But here goes the clip. Um, he's going to lay out 11 reasons why. So if you don't know all the things that Trump has done, because, you know, the media is a circus and they don't really want you to know all the good stuff that he's done, um, you should really take a listen to this. Here goes. Ten things, though, that every Christian should know about President Trump and what he's done that reflect the biblical worldview, and many of which you might not know. Yeah. So we'll start with number one. Most pro-life president in American history, right? First president... First president to speak at the March for Life, slash Planned Parenthood funding, rescinded uh, the Mexico City policy, which is no more international funding of abortion, um, has been outspoken about life beginning uh, at conception, has also appointed Gorsuch Kavanaugh, we'll get to that in a little bit in a second, and also Amy Coney Barrett, most pro-life president in American history. Number two, Israel. Every Bible-believing Christian should care about the state of Israel. <laughs> president Trump has just signed one of the most unbelievable, miraculous peace deals in the history of geopolitics between Israel and the UAE. Now, you might hate him, but you got to love this deal. You might not like his style, but you better love this deal because he has brought the Emiratis and the Arab world to the table, and they've signed a peace deal with God's chosen people, which we are told in the Word of God is the Jews, the state of Israel. Moved the embassy to Jerusalem, recognized Golan Heights, kept the Palestinian Authority in check, rescinded the Iran deal, and finally, for the first time in a couple decades, we now have the most peaceful atmosphere between the state of Israel and the Arab world, which was told to be impossible. It's something worthy of applauding. Number three, judges. We have a whole book about judges, don't we? We believe that fair and correct interpretation of the law is a biblical principle. Not what you want it to say, not what you think it should say, but what does the law say? That's, we find that in the Bible, right? 200 circuit court judges, the most ever since George Washington has been confirmed to the federal bench under President Donald Trump. Many of these people are God-fearing. Many of these people will defend life, and they do defend the right for religious liberty and for Christians to assemble. Also, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and a third, the trifecta, Amy Coney Barrett, that will contest for first principles and, yes, 
the fight for life. Fourth thing, we believe in second chances, right? That's part of the whole idea of redemption. President Donald Trump signed the most historic and transformative prison reform in our country's history called the First Step Act. A lot of people don't know this happened, but it wasn't the Democrats, it wasn't Barack Obama. He signed the First Step Act a year and a half ago saying people that have these very long life sentences, not life sentence, but multi-decade sentences, and they've proven good behavior, good credit system, they've earned the goodwill of the prison guards, and it's obvious that they are ready for re-entry. There should be a way to do that. 1,800 prisoners that were never given a second chance at life have been successfully re-entered into society using the First Step Act under President Trump, many of whom are black and brown people in our country. Right. That's President Trump. Many people don't know that. Fifth thing, we love our veterans and those people that have served in our military, and we should. It is something, it's the ultimate sacrifice to, to bleed and to die for America. President Trump signed the VA Accountability Act to give better health care to our veterans. Forty years they talked about it, he finally delivered it. It was historic, being able to fire bad people at the Veterans Affairs, and finally the, the, the delivery of care is going up tremendously. Number six, the Right to Try Act. We all believe that terminal diseases is one of the hardest things for us to be able to reconcile as believers. There's a lot of things that we just struggle with, right? And like, how could a child be given a tumor that is just not able to be treated? For years, the pharmaceutical companies were trying to get Washington, D.C. to be able to pass something called the Right to Try Act, where people that have terminal diseases, they've been given a death certificate, are able to try drugs that would be deemed more risky. What's a better patient to try it on than an actual human being? Before President Trump, someone was not able to use these drugs. He got everyone in a room together, got rid of the liability measure, and people, real-life stories that mm -hmm. I have met, have had their lives saved due to the Right to Try Act, Pass under President Trump, pretty extraordinary, unbelievable. Number seven, the Tax Reform Act, the biggest middle-class tax cut in American history, which included an expansion of the working mother's tax cut, and yes, paid family leave. I think that we as conservatives and Christians, I don't know if you're conservative, we as Christians should make it easier to have children in our country. It's a biblical principle. It wasn't Obama, it wasn't the Democrats, it was President Trump that signed paid family leave for eight weeks so that you can borrow or take from your Social Security money, which is a very fiscally way, sound way to do it, and say, I want to be able to have children, I, I want to be able to be with my children for a couple months, paid family leave. A lot of people don't even know this exists. A lot of people say, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Number eight, probably one of the least appreciated things that happens on the landscape, but President Trump has reasserted American sovereignty. For decades, we have eroded America's role in the world, uh, kowtowing to internationalist organizations such as NATO, such as the United Nations, such as the World Trade Organization, and basically eroding America's role in the world. Retreating from those and reasserting first principles in the Constitution has resulted in a lot of these sinister and secular internationalist and globalist forces being confounded that all of a sudden America makes choices for America. Number nine, prior to the shutdown, we experienced the greatest economy in world history. You might say, I don't care, I don't, you don't, I don't care about finances. Well, you might care about this. Six million black people got off food stamps and into meaningful work under President Trump. That's, That's a impressive. good thing. Off of government assistance, onto self-reliance. Beautiful. That all of a sudden that they didn't have to look for government for their next paycheck, but they had a paycheck or for some form of government or financial assistance. And the fifth, and the tenth thing I should say, ten things that Christians should care about is, of course, he has gone out of his way to surround himself with people of faith. He's unapologetic to speak at churches. He serves with an outspoken man of faith, Mike Pence. 
He has people pray over him every single day. I equate him in a lot of different ways. I understand this can be confusing for people. How can a three times married, twice divorced playboy from New York, though some side says things, you're like, ah, I don't like that, be the most pro-life president, surround himself with the people of faith, stand with Israel? How does that work? Well, of course God is going to work in a way that confuses you. That's called Samson, Cyrus, King David. I mean, <laughs> like, let's just get used to this, right? And I will say this. Let's use the Samson example. He's my I, favorite. I can't, teach, I can't go to your children's ministry right next door and teach the story of Samson without some sort of edits. God came to Samson twice while he was with a prostitute. I'll just stop there, okay? <laughs> Samson contested for truth. And eventually God came to him in the later form of his life and he earned a part in the hall of faith that we all know in Hebrews. So this idea that like he's a bad guy, I don't like him. So they say, what is, that? What is he contending for? He's contending for the rights of the unborn, for Israel. He's contending against child sex trafficking, which would be a nice 11th on that list, doing more to end the scourge of child sex trafficking in our country than any other president in our history. $100 million just got reallocated ending child sex trafficking on our southern border. So look, I get it. As Christians, it might be a very blunt thing, and I'm not trying to turn this into a political rally, but understand, those are 11 very clear differences right there. And I don't act, I, I'm not saying that puzzle piece should fit perfectly, but does it fit better? Does that align better with your worldview, with what you want to see that happens right in the world? I think he gets so misportrayed in our media. I think he gets so misrepresented. And this is a man that has just been persecuted and assailed and is now obviously going through a health trial that none of us would have possibly expected. And so he's my friend. I'm, honor I'm honored to call him a friend. And I'm also able to say that this man has done more for the priority list of evangelicals or for Christians more so than any other president in my lifetime. That's true. That's true. And there you have it. That was a pretty good... Uh that was, that was really good. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I'm not even Christian, but I, I really liked that video. Um, so you, you heard the audio part of it. But, um, yeah, that was, that was really good, and I think he brought out some excellent points. But I think that, you know, uh, you know it's just good for conservatives in general. And um, so, you know, I wanted everybody to hear that because a lot of people don't even understand all the stuff that Trump has done. So he's done a lot of good for a lot of people. And there's just so many people out there that, you know, on all these different platforms or, you know, threads on social media that are like, oh, he hasn't done nothing, he's a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you, you must have been listening to mainstream media news because there's an awful lot he's done and it affects everybody. It's not just, you know, his buddies, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I, I don't know of anything he's done you know, that just enriches his, his friends or his family. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind. And, you know, this is a man who gives up his salary. He keeps, I think it's $1 per year. Maybe it's $1 per quarter. I'm not sure. I think he has to take something. So he takes $1 and donates all the rest. Um, he's shut his businesses or, or he signed over his businesses to somebody else's care. He's completely um, stopped doing anything for his businesses. He's not been doing things to enrich those businesses. 
Um, so he's not doing anything that would, um, you know, uh, cause, cause a, like, concern or anything, you know, like, there's nothing shady going on as far as, you know, President Trump and, you know, him being president and, you know, he's not he's not doing things to enrich himself, his family or, you know, other billionaires, actually. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there and, you know, stop listening to mainstream news because they get you all caught up in all kinds of crazy stuff and you don't even know what the heck is really going on. Now, the latest um, thing, though, that, that we probably should talk about is these emails from uh, with Hunter Biden. And um, so I'll, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Um, I kind of had to pull out of a lot of political stuff, you know, over the last few days. It was It's really just um, kind of gives you a headache. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to give you the... Reader's Digest version of Hunter Biden and his emails and, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of my thoughts. So, um, Hunter Biden um, had done basically what you call a pay-to-play. So, he charged $10 million to introduce only, only introduce um, the these people to um, his father and probably Barack Obama, um, that's, that part's not come out yet, but so, all right, so let me stick with what we do know. So he introduced them to his father, who was at the time vice president, um, with Barack Obama being president. And, um, then from there, you know, there was telephone calls with Biden, um, you know, and Biden has been pretty open about that, um, about, you know, getting rid of, somebody and uh then they'll send them you know money or the or, or they need money or something like that so you know there's been some dealings going on and so hunter biden has had a laptop that he took to uh be repaired i, I don't I, something was wrong with it so he takes it to this shop in delaware and Apparently, this uh, shop or this tech um, has, you know, in has prior to that, you know, if he's working on somebody's computer, he finds child porn or something like that. He has turned it over, um, you know, to the FBI. So, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, we're gonna we're out to get the Bidens, you know, let's you know do funky stuff. It's not like that. So, um, so he finds some questionable stuff. Um, from what was said, and I think people were trying to be delicate about it, but basically Hunter Biden um, had videos of him in some very underage, um, probably little girls, but anyway, it said underage, um, oh, what was how did what was the term they used? Underage uh, preferences, oddities, or something like that. And so... Um, Basically, they think that if the Chinese had the information to this, that they could be easily, um, to include Joe Biden, could be easily uh, bribed or threatened or have these videos over their head. Now, this computer was turned over last, I believe it was September, because they said 
that had held it for a couple of months. They were trying to get in touch with the right person. Um, by the time they found the right uh, FBI agent that deals with this type of stuff, for, uh, sex crimes, um, that was in December. So by the time he talks to a friend who has a connect, uh, you know, a friend of, of an FBI agent, um, they had to find somebody who worked specifically in sex crimes because of the nature of it. You know, they didn't want to just hand, toss it over, you know, to the FBI, but uh, they wanted to, you know, make sure it got to the right person. So, uh, you know, the, the person that was qualified to, um, you know, investigate this, who was actually going to, you know, be able to, to prosecute or, you know, do something. So they did that. By the time this occurred, this was in December of last year. Now, um, right around that time, though, China, uh, September, October-ish, um, unleashed their coronavirus. Now, we're on lockdown, so I really want you to think about this. So we're on lockdown because of this coronavirus, and it seems to be a lot of Democratic um, crap going on that's keeping us locked down, rioting, blah, blah, blah. All the contention in the world seems to be, you know, uh, Democrats and Soros-driven, okay? I, I really hate to be like that, but it's, you can't just, um, you know, it's Democrat states, uh, cities and counties, you know, like at some point you just have to say this is a Democrat thing. Okay, so it's not me hating on Democrats because I don't really have an issue with people that are Democrats per se. Um, but people in power, you know, like we've, we've just noticed that a lot of them seem to be dirty. Now there's dirty Republicans. I get it. I totally get it. There, there's just dirty people out there. Um, draining the swamp is not just Democrats. It's, uh, you know, Republicans too. So everybody's going down. If you're, if you're dirty, you're going down. That's just the way it, it's going to work. So, anyway, so we have this coronavirus was unleashed around the same time. So, something happened or China had um, maybe access to that computer, those images. Maybe they were uh, sent by China. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't know yet. Uh, we're, we're being kind of spoon-fed this information because actually the mainstream media and Twitter, uh, Facebook, all of these are trying to shut down all these accounts who have been sharing the information or talking a lot about Hunter Biden um, in negative light. And so uh, they are really trying to stop this spread of information. And, and now they're getting hauled off to uh, Senate hearings again. So Facebook, Twitter, and Google, they're in the, you know, the hot seat again. I think they're going before the Senate, I want to say, this, this coming week. So, you know, they're, they're about to get spanked. And I think, I think what's going to happen is they're going to open it up for lawsuits. But now somebody somewhere, I don't remember if it was in a queue drop or, you know, um, maybe a thread within uh, 8chan, but um, somebody was saying that these social media networks – are all going to fall. There will be no social media networks. The, the big giants, Facebook and Twitter, are about to go down. Um, because they're, And they're doing it to themselves. And just look at the stuff that they're doing. So a lot of people are exiting Facebook. 
I know a lot of people are just over it with Twitter. Um, you know, they've built their their platform for years. They got, you know, 20,000 followers on Twitter or something like that. Or, you know, Facebook people, you know, do their videos. They sell stuff. They, you know, they've built their own platform. And, you know, now all these people are just being wicked and interfering with the election, honestly. Uh, and I think they're being charged with that. I think that's what's coming up this week is because now, you know, we're getting to a place where now you're just interfering with an election. So I've noticed, like, you know, I have a game. When when I'm bored, I play a game on my computer, and all my commercials seem to be anti-Trump. Uh, I don't even know if I've seen a pro-Biden one. I may have, but they're all anti-Trump. Uh, there is nothing... Um, there is no commercials for Trump at all on these um, platforms. They're, they're just taking everything down. They're, they're not letting him campaign. And it, to me, that's a shame. You know, maybe, maybe not if you just didn't let anybody do ads like that, political ads on Facebook or, you know, whatever, that would be one thing because we're really kind of all over it. You know, we, we're, we're just kind of done you know, politics are dirty, and there's always a lot of mudslinging and all that. Um, so, you know, it would be good if they just didn't have any. But, you know, if you're going to have political ads, you should allow both parties. And so there, there's a lot of censorship. That's not the only thing. You know, there, there's just a lot of censorship. So if you share something, um, you know, you might be in, in jeopardy of having your account shut down. And I just think that's just the crappiest thing ever, you know, to not be able to speak or not be able to, you know, say, hey, you know, I think this person might be corrupt. Uh, you might want to take a look at this. You know, I've got a lot of friends on Facebook. Not a lot. You know, I've got a good handful of friends on Facebook. I've known them for a while, and they're very anti-Trump. They're pro-Biden. So, you know, if I try to share stuff, though, I'm in jeopardy of being shut down. And that's bothersome to me. Or if I, you know, talk about, you know, corruption in the world, what Donald Trump is going after, you know, like Pizzagate or anything like that, you know, I'm in jeopardy of being shut down. You know, they're shutting people down for speaking uh, truth. And so, um, anyway, they're getting hauled off uh, to Senate hearings again. They were just in one, like, I don't know, two months ago maybe. And here we are, you know, we're having to go back. Uh, it might be that they already had an appointment to go back. Uh, but whatever it is, I think there's something coming up this week. And they're gonna, they've are gonna they got a list of questions they've already asked. And a lot of them have to do with, um, you know, covering up for Biden, uh, Biden's son, which is really connected with Joe Biden as well. Um, because, you know, when you charge $10 million to meet my dad, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's pay to play. That's, um, you know, sadly that's selling out the office of the presidency. Now I understand he was a vice president, but still you have to know that Barack Obama is involved in this somewhere. So, the, you know, that's not been dropped. That bombshell has not been dropped yet, but I think that's coming. So, you know, you get, you get $10 million to introduce somebody you know, um, you're selling you're you're selling out your country 
for $10 million. It's treason. It's just treason. That's all it is. Um, but that's a huge thing. And so, um, you know, he could possibly get, like, the death penalty out of it, you know, when it's all said and done. Uh, President Trump keeps asking, where's where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? You know, and I looked this up because, I, you know, was, at the time I was, like, really looking at, you know, stars and what's going on in the sky. And I said, Hunter, that you know, that just sounds so familiar. So I, I Googled it, and uh, the Hunter is Orion. So I think when President Trump's talking, I think, you know, he's he means more than one thing. And so I'm I'm looking and you know, I think the uh scriptural um uh, Messiah is to come through Orion. So just some thoughts there, but um and not through Hunter Biden, of course. Uh I'm just saying there there's probably a dual meaning. Um, in that question, so where's Hunter Biden, but where is Orion? Are y'all, you know, looking at Orion? Um, I think big stuff's coming. So, you know, I'll be really surprised, honestly, if we even have an election this year. Um, and there's Democrats on Facebook that were saying, you know, oh, yeah, Trump's trying to take out all his, um, you know, competition, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? If you weren't a dirty crook, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But he's exposing corruption. I I just don't. It's amazing to me how dumb people are in trying to justify. Instead of looking into it, they're just, you know, taking whatever the mainstream media says. And, you know, there's an excuse for this, an excuse for that, excuse for this, excuse for that. And you have to wake up one day and say, what the hell? This person is nothing but a bag of excuses. Now, I'll tell you in my personal life, when I run into people like that, they're just bullshit people, and, you know, they got an excuse for this, and they don't want to do that, they got an excuse for that, I cut them off. I chop them off of the fucking knees, and I move on, right? I don't have time for that shit in my life. And I damn sure don't want it out of politicians, okay? Cut them off of the knees. We don't have time for that. You know, we got a country to run. There's, you know, people that are hurting. There's people that are sick. There's people that are starving. You got people living on the damn sidewalks. You got people freezing to death on park benches. We got shit to do right here in this country. We don't have time for, you know, people and their their political bullshit excuses as to why nothing gets done, especially after 47 years. 47 years and your salary is 174000 and you live in a mansion that's freaking probably, a, you know, uh, close to $15,000, or $15, $20 million mansion. There's a problem there. Now, one thing Q pointed out is, you know, these book deals are a way to um, kind of launder money or, you know, filter their money, you know, move things around a little bit. So, you know, that's what, when you see all these people, these politicians or people that are in the news that, you know, uh, worked closely with different politicians and everybody's got a book deal, I'm telling you, you follow that money, you're going to find out some things. You do a forensic accounting on all of these people in these damn book deals, I'm telling you, you're going to find something. And it's going to be extremely unpleasant for them. And it's going to piss off a lot of people. But one thing is for sure, one thing to boot, 
it is your money that's been given to, um, you know, China, Ukraine, whatever, all this stuff, all, all these, you know, trade deals and all that. That's your blood, sweat, tears, and money. That's stuff that you earned as a citizen, and they're selling out and trying to enslave you to a different country. You're already enslaved. We all are. And now they're, they're trying to basically sell us as chattel to another country. Y'all better wake up and you better vote right. Get your head right, get your heart right, and vote right. There is just so much dirty stuff that comes with Biden, Harris. You know, I'm not even sure why they picked Harris as the, uh, the VP. I guess they wanted a woman. She did run for president. Nobody wanted her, so she had to drop out of the race. Oh, but here she is as the VP. And, you know, they've already kind of indicated what they're going to do with Joe. They're going to use that 25th Amendment. See, they said Trump, and they probably will try that with Trump. But they're also going to use that with Joe if Joe were to win. If Joe and Kamala Harris win, Joe's going to be out really quick. Kamala Harris is going to pick her VP. And the way I think they got it lined up and want to do, I think they want to, it may be Hillary Clinton, Although Hillary's in a lot of hot water, the only one that's not like openly in hot water is Michelle Obama. I think she's in hot water, but I don't think you know th- there's so much out there right now. I think it's more about um, Barack. But I think she's the plan for the VP. She's a woman. She's black. Well, she's not a woman. She's a transvestite. But um, you know, but she she has the persona of a woman. And she's black and, uh, you know, gay rights, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's kind of like what everybody's, you know, wanting to address is, you know, women, Black Lives Matter, you know, um, the gay rights and all that. So, you know, they're going to get all of it with Michelle Obama. Um, So I think that's what their plan is. And President Trump outed him and said, I see what you're trying to do to Joe. Uh, you know, when Pelosi was talking about the 25th Amendment. Now, the 21st is coming up, which is the, I don't know, this is anti-bullying month, and I think that's the actual day. So um, we want to be really careful about uh, that, and um, I think there might be something big coming up on that day. We'll talk about that a little more as it gets closer uh, I think I've, I've talked about it a little bit on another podcast. So uh, they're saying, you know, this could be um, a calling for an attempt on President Trump's life on 21st. So um, Pelosi, you know, she's being pretty um, cryptically open, I guess is the way I want to word that. So um, it's not direct, but it's, I mean, but she's not hiding it any longer so you know there's just some things to think about some things to watch i hope i'm wrong but uh you know according to different people within the q movement that's that's the big uh thing we're watching for the big plan so um now a lot of a lot of podcasters have been taken off of youtube uh santa surfing x22 uh uh, methods is still there, and I th- I'm not sure about iPod, which is in pursuit of truth. 
um, but I, I'm not able to really find any podcast right now. So I think everybody's moved over to Parlor. So if you have their Twitter name, you know, they're usually pretty much similar. You can, you know, search them on Parlor. Uh, I have a Parlor account. I've not used it. I signed up and got my account going. Uh, but there are supposedly, you know, no censorship over there. So um, I've got Parlor and I've got Gab. Now there's some good ones on Gab. Um, who's the one that I follow on Gab? There's a really good um, person that's done a lot of information, put a lot of stuff out. And um, that would be a really good one to follow if you got a Gab account. Let me pull it up. Neon Revolt. Yeah, they were on Twitter. I think they're off Twitter now. Um, so I got a, I got a good bunch that I'm following over there. So my social media, I've really kind of tried to transform, you know, everything that I'm doing. And right now it's, it's really about current affairs and politics. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I, f- I really feel like we're like getting close to like the end of time. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of people don't understand, but I think President Trump is really working for the good. And so I really want to, you know, work on that and kind of put that out. Um, I feel like it's a blessing. It's a calling. And this is, you know, something to do. I have a small um, following or listenership right now. (coughs) Excuse me. And, you know, the good thing about that is I'm not on the radar to be taken down. So, uh, you know, what I what I find, I'll, I'll definitely um, be putting up. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, fly, I'm flying under the radar because I'm a small account. So, um, but I do have a Twitch account. I do have uh, a YouTube. I haven't done anything on YouTube. I'm all set up for that, I guess. Um, but I just haven't done it. And then I thought about doing some Facebook Lives as well. There's just, there's so much information. Um out there so it's really important and um you know this is my calling so i'm gonna go ahead and sign off and you know that's the latest um there was supposed to be a revealing of a lot of people thought that jfk jr was going to be revealed at a dallas event today um but then they said that something changed and he's not uh president trump's not even scheduled to be in dallas today so i'm not really sure how that's working out so um i don't know i don't know how to feel about all that but uh yeah i think some people you know kind of do some puzzles and some math in their head and they come up with something and and they really run with it and the date setting is really you know it's gotten old a long time ago so i don't really you know put a whole lot of stock into it Um, but it was interesting and so uh, but apparently it's not happening and you know, it's whatever, but if it's going to happen, it will happen soon, I'm pretty sure. So it's got to happen before the election. We know that because you can't just uh, announce a new person unless you do it right after the election and take out the old guy and bring in the new. Uh, so at any rate, I'm going to leave it there, and, you know, y'all bless up. You have a great day, and where we go one, we go all. Thank you.